Hello and welcome to King's Arms Church Online. It is great to be together today and thank you so much for joining us. Our buildings might be closed today, but the good news is the church is not closed. Jesus is alive and we are open for business and it is great to be together today. Amen. I'm Carol, this is Phil. Welcome to the Wilthew household. And if you are a regular member of the King's Arms Church, we miss you. We miss seeing your face. We miss we getting to give you a hug and having a big long chin wag. But it's great, isn't it, that we can still manage to meet online. And if this is your first time with us, then a really, really special welcome to you. We love having visitors. We hope you enjoy um, meeting with us this morning. Yeah, and if you are joining us for the first time and maybe you've never been to church before, certainly not church online, uh, this morning we are going to fix our attention on Jesus. He's the reason that we gather. He is the centre of our faith. And we express our love for him firstly through worship, through singing songs, which we're going to do in just a moment. Uh, Mary is going to lead us in some sung worship and the words will come up on your screen. Please feel free to either just listen or join in the songs as they become familiar to you. And then Simon Holly will be teaching us from God's word and helping us to have supernatural expectation for the season that we're in. And we'll end with some chance to pray for each other and to connect and hang out online. Wow, it's going to be good. Where else would you want to be? Um, we're going to worship Jesus now and we thought it'd be great to start by praying together. Yeah. Jesus, thank you so much that you are good, yes. that you're our faithful God, that you are the high and exalted one and the name that is above every name. And together we just want to worship you. We fix our eyes on our King and our Lord yes. and our God. And I do just pray for us, Lord, as we're gathered in our homes all around the place, that you would come and meet with us oh, by the Lord. power of your spirit, that you would touch our hearts again, that you would bring us revelation of who you are, of what you're like. Yes, and God. I pray for those who maybe don't know you yet, that you would come and touch their hearts, yes, that God. you would show them that you love them, that you're for them, that you're a good God, mm -hmm. that you're full of kindness and grace and mercy and compassion. And together we just say that we love you, King yes, Jesus, and you are welcome in this place today. Amen. Let's Amen. worship him.
this prayer from the book of Ephesians and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Wow what a prayer want you wherever you are right now just take a moment to just receive from God there's a an incredible promise in that passage that we can know this love that surpasses knowledge it's a love that's high and wide and deep and long there is no love like the love of God and so let's pray let's pray that you and I be freshly filled with the powerful love of God Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now and we thank you that you are present with your people. 
Lord, we thank you that there is always more. Thank you that you are a limitless well. You are the living well of life. And so we come again to draw from that well today. And I pray in the name of Jesus, that you would fill us with the powerful love of God right now, wherever we are. Lord, I pray your love would dispel fear. It would dispel worry and anxiety. Your love would come in like a flood that overwhelms every other thing that we might be living with right now. We thank you that we can know this love that surpasses knowledge. And so I pray, I pray right now that you would be filled and overflowing with a knowledge that you're loved. You're loved by God. Scripture says that he so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's how much he loves you and me. And so Lord, right now we receive your love. We thank you that we love you because you first loved us. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Come on. Well, another welcome to you if you've just joined us halfway through. Welcome. It's great to have you join us. And just a reminder for all of us, at the end of this meeting there is an online chat room. You can press the button, come and join us. If you would like to receive prayer for anything at all, then press the button and we've got um, friends, people that are part of the King's Arms Church who would love to pray for you for whatever it is that you're needing. We're going to give our offering now. We know that many of you give by standing order already. Thank you so much for that. But for those who don't, if you would like to give now, then press that button on your screen. Press that button. Press that button. Follow those instructions. And um, just thank you so much. Thank you for partnering your faith with your money this is one of the ways that we worship God that we express our love for him um, through giving isn't it and you know many of the things we've just seen on that video actually it's made possible because of your generosity so thank you so much and without further ado let's turn to God's word together we're going to hear from Simon Holly just say I'm so grateful for Simon and his leadership in this time he's leading us so Uh, phenomenally well and he is such a gift to us so let's open our hearts together as we come to God's word. Well hi there King's Arms family I hope you're well and I hope in the midst of uh, bad news that you're finding some good news. I I stumbled across some good news the other day which is that uh, Wagon Mamas have released the recipe for their famous katsu uh, chicken curry which uh, for those who love their katsu chicken curry is really really good news. Um, obviously for KFC fans, not so much, and you guys can uh, kind of hang on um, in hope. I'm not sure it's happening, but you know you can you can hope. Um, and you know I've just been reflecting on our our family, our King's Arms family, and just um, just thanking God and celebrating for who we are and for all that He's done in us over the years. And one of the things I was giving thanks to Him about was the fact that we are a supernatural people, that He has trained us and shaped us, and He's shown us that that's who Jesus was. He lived this supernatural life. and he modeled to the disciples that they too are called to live a supernatural life and um, Jesus just just carried around uh, this he was so kind of uh, walking around in the everyday and yet brought this flavor of the supernatural wherever he went you know he he obviously brought supernatural healing he was always uh, moving around and we love what the medics can do what what uh, what medicine can do but we love it when God breaks in and Jesus modeled that and we followed his example and we're even starting to see people healed over zoom now which is just brilliant he carried this supernatural peace and joy uh, and you know peace in the storm and uh, and just a, a just a joy that was just so attractive to to those who were around him and uh, we, we've seen that I was talking to a friend who works in the hospital a few weeks ago and she was just saying how already people around her are just saying just you carry such peace where's that come from it's given her an opportunity to talk and to pray with people about where her hope is and why she has peace in these circumstances and of course Jesus carried this uh, um, supernatural provision he taught his disciples didn't he about how to uh, how to expect provision from heaven that their father provides for what they need and we've seen that in our history. Um, we've seen the, our homeless project on their Friday evening meeting, how God has uh, miraculously multiplied Christmas presents and, and food at the night shelter. And we've seen it again and again. And, and we are going to need that in the season ahead. I just was really praying and thinking about you guys in your 20s and your in your teens and how this is all you've ever known you know 2008 was the re- massive recession and now this this and all the news you're hearing probably heard your entire life is a kind of a bleak financial future 
And I guess my question and provocation is, are you going to kind of go under the, the, the hopelessness financially of your generation? Or are you going to realize, no, no, you've got a supernatural father who loves to bless supernaturally, who provides supernaturally to his, his children. And so I've I just been reflecting on, on that and recognizing that that is, the natural is important. You know, we go to work, we do the cooking, we, we, we you know, we, we, we get dressed, we put our socks on, we drop spaghetti bolognese on the carpet. It happened to me once, it was a painful memory. You know, we, we do all these natural things, but, but the abundant life that Jesus promised us, the, the life of abundance that he said we could have access to is one where the natural is mixed together with the supernatural. What we never know exactly what is going to happen because we're hanging around with Jesus. And you know, I know what some of you are thinking, you know, that just isn't your experience and you just got feel like you've just got such low expectation for the supernatural. And 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 I, I was there for so many years and, and and I heard messages and read books and and you know people said to me, you know, just gotta gotta, you know, faith comes by hearing, you've got to read more of the word. And I'd read the word, I was like, read it this way, I've read it that way, but but my faith is still pathetic. I'm still so filled with cynicism. And, and I know many of you will be feeling that way, but I, I just feel that the Lord wants us to look, the, look today at this whole sense of supernatural expectation. How do we grow then in supernatural expectation? And, and we've got the greatest teacher of all, Jesus himself, had disciples just like you and me, who are naturally cynical and naturally focused on the natural world, and, and, and yet he trained them to expect the supernatural. That's what we see, the story of the early church. And so let's just uh, uh, read this story together. Uh, it's just an incredible story in the, in the scriptures. And, it, and it's, uh, it's about how Jesus teaches his disciples to live this supernatural life. And it comes from uh, Mark chapter 8. Uh, Jesus is, is teaching a crowd and the crowd are getting hungry. They've been with him for a while. And this is what it says. He directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took seven loaves and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd and they had a few small fish and having blessed them, he said that these also should be set out before them. And they ate and were satisfied and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets in all. And there were about 4,000 people and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. We're going to skip forward to verse 14. Now the disciples had forgotten to bring bread and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of, the, of the, the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they've got no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you've got no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear, and do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? Three keys in this passage to growing in a life of supernatural expectation, something that we are going to need in the season ahead. The people who carry an, an understanding of supernatural expectation in a world that's lacking resources are going to be the people who have influence and leadership, who can help the world as we move forward. How do we grow? The first thing is this, thankfulness. Notice Jesus did not have enough to feed these people. And yet what does he do? He gives thanks for what he has. He gives thanks for what he has. And, and that is the, the bedrock, the foundation of supernatural expectation is to give thanks for what God has already given us for what's in our hands. Maybe that's the lesson for some of you to take away. You're going to face situations in the future where you just do not have enough. You start with by, by giving thanks for what you have. You know, when I was younger, mum, I wanted a watch. My first watch, I never owned a watch before, and I really wanted a watch. And so my mum bought me a watch for my birthday. And yet, I was disappointed. It wasn't, it was a watch, it was a fine watch, but it wasn't quite the watch I wanted. It didn't have a digital alarm, and I really wanted a digital alarm. And I let her know it in a way that, you know, when we're teenagers, we can. We kind of let our parents know things without ever saying it. And I just was grumpy. There was just an atmosphere. And, and you know, after a few hours, mum was like, what's wrong with you? What, what's happened? And it's your birthday. Why are you so down? And I said, I want the watch I wanted. I want the watch I, I want the watch I wanted. And she, it was one of those 
butt-clenching moments that you rarely forget gave it to me double barreled. I mean, she tore me off a strip about my lack of gratitude and, and how much she'd spent on that watch. And she roasted me. And it was one of those moments when you realized, I realized she was totally right. My heart was full of ingratitude. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen an ungrateful child, if you're a parent, you've had a child who's like, eh, I didn't want it, you know. How much, how have you been there? We've all probably been there. How, how much does that make you want to give to that child? How much does it make you want to give more to that child? It doesn't, does it? It makes you want to withdraw. It makes you want to hold back. And yet we expect a different result from our Heavenly Father. When we're ungrateful and self-pitying, when we fail to give thanks for what we have, we're so focused on what we have not got, we don't give thanks for what we have. Does, is that an attractive atmosphere to give more to? Our Father loves us. He loves to give us good gifts, but it is not an atmosphere that he likes to give into. The first key to supernatural expectation is to connect with the power that has the ability to perform the supernatural. And the way that you connect, Scripture is quite clear. Jesus models it here. The way that you connect, the first way, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your hearts is through thanksgiving. That's why worship is so key. That's why praise is so key to the Christian life. You sit, stand there and worship. You're like, no, no, no. Give yourself to it. Give yourself to him in thanksgiving and adoration because it's not just as a means to an end, but it is the way that we connect with the power that has the ability to perform the supernatural. We come with open and honest and thankful hearts. You know, every Friday at family breakfast, we take a moment to give thanks to God for something that's happened in that week. What are we thankful for? And there's some days you've had a bad week and, and you haven't slept well and you just feel like, meh. And I just, you know, everything inside you want to say, I'm nothing, I'm, everything's rubbish. I just don't want to give thanks to anything. You know, you want to, um, maybe that's just me, maybe. You, but anyway, you, you just get into that place, don't you, where you just don't want to give thanks. But I do. I always make a point of giving thanks. Why? Because I've realized thankfulness is the foundation for a supernatural life. It's the foundation for God to do more. Second thing is this, the power of your words, particularly the power of blessing. Notice Jesus launches his miracle with the fish, blessing these fish. He blesses these few small fish, and it's at that point that they begin to multiply. We never use that word, do we? Bless. We never use that, apart from when someone sneezes, oh, bless you, you know, it's, we just don't use the word. Or, or when, it's kind of like Christian kind of patronizing, when someone's a, a bit rubbish, we say, oh, bless him. You know, basically we're saying, he's not very good, bless him, at least he's trying, bless him, or bless her, oh, bless her. You know, that's when we use the word bless, it's completely uh, pathetic and powerless and patronizing and just a rubbish word in our language. And yet what we see in the Bible is it is a word rich with power. When you understand the power of your blessing, when you understand that when you bless things, it partners with what God wants to do. That's why Jesus starts in this place. He blesses these fish. What did Jesus say to his disciples? What you bless will be blessed. Do you believe it? Don't ever say the word bless again until you believe it. That blesses a that your blessing on something is powerful because of you. No, because of Christ in you, because of his power and his life in you. I, I, I've blessed marriages, I've blessed finances, I've blessed homes, I've blessed kids, I've blessed, blessed businesses, and, and, and I've blessed so many things because I understood this principle. I never used to get it, but once I get it, I started blessing things. And the stories that have come of people, our business turned around, our, our, our debt problem is fixed, our kid was having a nightmare, but now no longer has a nightmare. The stories, as I've learned this principle of blessing, go on and on and on. I believe that something happens. And Jesus even said to bless those that curse you, to bless your enemies. He says it in, in Luke 6. Have you ever done that? To bless your enemies? I have. I've learned that principle. It's hard to get there. But I've learned it, and when I do, it is powerful. I remember someone I just couldn't stand in my life. It just really irritated this person. They just couldn't seem to get it right, and just everything they did just wound me up. But I began to, firstly, the Lord led me to forgive them, but then to bless them. And as I began to bless them, our relationship began to change. 
that the, the connection between us began to change. Things that seemed a big deal before suddenly weren't a big deal. Things changed in me, things changed in them. The power of blessing. If you want to grow in supernatural expectation, if you want to prepare for the season ahead, first, lay the bedrock of thanksgiving. Second, learn the lesson of blessing, that your blessings are powerful. But the third thing is this, pay attention. Pay attention. Jesus catches them talking about the fact that they've got no bread. And he kind of goes off on them, doesn't he? He's like, they're kind of whining. And Peter's like, Andrew, you should have brought the bread. And Andrew's like, no, Nathaniel, he should have brought And they're just kind of arguing. Jesus is like, what are you doing? Why are you talking about the fact that you've got no bread? Haven't you got, do you, don't you understand? Haven't you got ears to hear and eyes to see? Don't you get it? And at first, it, it feels like a little bit of an overreaction. Oh, calm down, Jesus. You know, come on. They just, you know, they've messed up and they're trying to sort it out. Calm down. But... But when you start to dig into it, you realize why he was so annoyed. I mean, think about it. How do you know what your friend is going to do? Well, I mean, you see them do it, don't you? Your friend gets up to go to the door. Oh, they're going to go through the door. Your friend goes to pick up a plate at lunchtime. Oh, she's going to have her lunch. You see what they're doing. Jesus is saying to his disciples, haven't you been watching me? Haven't you been watching me? If we want to grow in supernatural expectation, We've got to learn to watch him. We've got to learn to pay attention to what he is doing. I remember many times as I've been talking to people and they just start weeping. Obviously, first I think if I upset them, you know, said something to annoy them, that does happen. But, but if not, then I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, are you doing something here? Because I've noticed when the Spirit comes, when he touches people, often they will just start crying for no reason even known to them. I've learned to watch. Caroline and I, we told you the story before of when we were, we were uh, seeking God about something and we started to see these herons and then we weren't sure is that God and then we suddenly saw a graffitied heron and we knew this is God. No one graffitis a heron. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't happen. And we knew he was, and then we began to study the, the heron and realize it was a bird of patience that God was speaking to us about patience in that season. Are you watching Jesus? Are you learning to watch him, to, to see what he's up to? I'm not always watching him. I'm not great at it all the time. I remember a time when I had a dream, and in the dream, we had a visiting speaker to the king's arms, and this speaker, they came, and uh, I missed, I was hosting the meeting, yet missed his entire speech. I missed the entire message, the entire session. Why? Because I was looking for a stool. He hadn't asked for a stool, but I was looking for a stool that, um, uh, that for him to sit on. And as I was looking for the stool all over the building, I wanted exactly the right one. I rejected some others and I wanted this exact right stool that would go to the right height for him, miss the whole session. I woke up, this is what I wrote in my journal. I think the Lord is comparing my reaction to the speaker to how I respond to him. I'm doing stuff he hasn't ordered and missing the point. Maybe one of the things the Lord is doing with you in this season is he's saying, you've picked up a stool. I didn't ask for it. You're getting distracted with things that are just irrelevant. I'm not ordering those things. Watch me. Watch what I'm doing. Focus on me. Maybe that's what he's doing with you in this season. How else do you know what a friend is doing? Well, you listen to them, don't you? They say, hey, I'm going to go and check my emails. Oh, they're going to go and check their emails. Hey, I'd love to watch a movie tonight. Oh, they want to watch a movie tonight. You listen to them. Jesus is saying you want to grow in this supernatural expectation. Listen to me. Do you listen to him? Do you hear what he's saying? Does your prayer life look like a list of demands and requests? Or is it time to listen and say, Jesus, what are you doing? What are you saying? I, I, I'm learning in this season, that's one of the key things is to, to lead from my gut, to lead more with what I think Jesus is saying, you know, to pin my ears back. I think that's what happens in a crisis, isn't it? We, we're used to Googling the answer. We want a problem. We've got a problem. We Google the answer. But suddenly Google doesn't work anymore because nobody knows. You can get 10 answers from Google, but nobody actually knows. So what are we going to do? Listen to the one who does know. He knows what's going to happen. Listen to him. Learn to obey him. Praying the other day, as you know. God, Jesus spoke to him and said, Simon, raise £100,000 in three weeks. Never done it before. I had perfect peace that we were going to do it. Why? Because Jesus had said to do it. And I wasn't 100% sure, but I was pretty sure. I love what um, I think it's Michael Todd, the American pastor, said, whenever I'm 51% sure of something, 51% sure that God's said something, I'll do it. Now, whatever percentage it is for you, are you learning to listen to him? When you, when you see and hear what your friend does, it gives an excellent natural expectation, doesn't it? But when we see and hear what Jesus does, it gives a super, supernatural expectation. 
We get excited because we understand what he's about to do. But, but what, about, what about if you can't hear? What about if you can't see? Well, Jesus speaks into that as well. I've been in seasons where I just cannot hear what he's doing, cannot see what he's doing. How do my family, you know, in a normal season, how do they know when I'm coming home from work? It's four o'clock. When's dad home? Oh, well, he's always home, pretty much always home before six, usually home before six. So they expect me to come home before six. It's just natural, isn't it? This is why Jesus gets annoyed, gets a little bit peeved, love that word, gets a bit peeved with his friends. He gets peeved with his friends because... They just didn't remember. They'd already seen him feed the 4,000. They'd already seen him feed the 5,000. They just weren't paying attention. They just did not remember. You cannot always see what Jesus is doing or hear what he's saying, but you can always remember. You can always think back and look back at what he has done before. When you do that, it connects you to his character. It connects you to his ability and his power, and it starts to build a supernatural expectation. I was thinking about remote healings the other day. I was thinking about how we're going to need them in this next season, how we're going to need to see breakthroughs when we can't get close to people, when we can't lay hands on people. We're going to need to see miracles of provision when we can't get close to the countries that we're praying for. I've been thinking about remote healings, remote miracles that we're going to need to see in the the season ahead. And, And I was reminded when we first began to see them. I was reminded of when we we had never seen a remote healing and and we began to pray and then one Sunday uh, on an evening I had a word of noise as someone here with jaw pain. No one responded but on the way home a a young man texted his friend, hey you should have been here, there's a word about jaw pain, I know you've got it. His friend texted back, as I read your text I was immediately healed. Another lady got home, messaged her friend. You should have been there. Sunday, we gave her, had a, Simon had a word about jaw pain. A friend texted back, as I read your message, my dental pain disappeared. Some of you are going to get healed as we release words of knowledge at the end of this meeting remotely because that's what Jesus is like. And as we get an expectation for that, he will do more. Jesus is wanting friends who are listening, who are watching, and who are remembering who he is. And as we do that, like as what happened to me when I was listening and remembering that, remembering that story, expectations start to grow, started to grow again in my heart. It started to grow of what he can do. Listen, friends, the, the church is designed to be a supernatural place. King's Arms, we are a supernatural people, but those stories are now in the past. We need to be those who are ready for the stories of the future. Post-lockdown, post-virus, when society is starting to rebuild, we need to be those who are ready with a supernatural expectation because the world is potentially going to be a place where it's limited in resources, And it needs a people who have their eyes fixed on resources that go beyond this world, the resources of heaven itself. It needs a people who have a supernatural expectation of the inbreaking of God, because those are the people who are going to be able to offer hope to the world. Those are the people who are going to be able to offer hope to their friends, to their neighbours, to say, hey, we're just not limited to this. I follow Jesus and he is unlimited in his power and he's unlimited in his compassion. Let's pray. Let me pray for you. Let me expect something with you in your situation. What's it going to look like for each one of us? Let's get ready now. Let's lay a foundation of thanksgiving. Let's get ready with understanding the power that our blessing has. Let's train and practice and prepare for that. But let's also, let's live paying attention to what he's doing, to what he's saying. Let's live paying attention to what he's done in the past. I'm going to pray for us now. Why don't we just close our eyes and open our hands. And actually, before you close your eyes, our friends online are going to put words of noise on the screen you can respond to. And also, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, if you want to follow this Jesus that I'm talking about, if you're ready, if you know what, you know what, I, I just, I'm, just, I'm just enamored. I just want to follow this Jesus. Just press the button that says respond to Jesus. It would be great for you to do that, to give your life to him, that this lockdown will be a season when you find Jesus for yourself, just as so many of us have done. But let's just now open our hands, close our eyes. Why don't you stand in your homes? I know it can be a bit awkward in my home when we do this, but let's just stand in our homes. Let's just get a moment of, of peace before the Lord. Let's open our hands to him and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one who wants to put in us a supernatural expectation. You trained us to do this, Lord. You, you taught your disciples to live like this. This is not our idea. This is your idea. 
You wanted them connected to the resources of heaven. And we say, I say, come now into every home, into every family and bring a supernatural expectation. Prepare your people for the road ahead, Lord. Prepare them for what's going to come. Let them know now that they've got the resources of heaven at their disposal. Come, Spirit of Jesus. I pray, let disappointment and things of the past fall away and let hope arise. Bring back to memory now where you've provided in the past, where you've broken through in the past. Sharpen ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, we repent for our, our, our dim wittedness at times, Lord. Just like your disciples, we're, we're just sometimes clueless. We repent, we turn from that. We say, Jesus, we raise our senses to you now. We have an expectation of you now. We thank you that you're coming. The music's going to kind of play. You can continue praying for one another. Words are going to come on the screen. We'll finish the kind of formal part of this message now, but do keep praying for one another. God bless you. Thank you for listening and being with us this week. Hope you have an amazing week. And let's expect supernatural things to happen amongst our community. Wow, that was such a great message. As we go today, I want to ask us this question. What does supernatural expectation look like for you in this season? Maybe ask God that question. Maybe write down your answer. A man called Jay Haggai once said this, that we should attempt something so great for God that it's doomed to failure unless he shows up. What is that thing for you? What's the impossible breakthrough that you're asking for in this season? I believe it's a moment to ask God and to believe for big things, to pray big prayers of faith and take big steps of faith. What is that for you? Write it down, pray through it this week and let's see God show up and do some remarkable things through us. Amen. Well, that's it from us this week. It's been a a great time together. And just a reminder, if you would like to give your life to Jesus, we would love to help you with that. We've got a team that would love to talk to you and pray with you. Just press on the live prayer chat. Also, if you would like to respond to one of the team's words of knowledge and would like to receive prayer, or if you would just like to be prayed for, for anything else at all, then press on um, the button and um, someone would love to pray for you. Remember to stay for coffee and chat if you would like to do that. You've obviously got to make your own coffee, but that's fine. And listen, have a really great week. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. See you soon. Goodbye. Bye.